We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. Let me tell you, somebody recently told me that I'm a boring texter, that I'm a boring texter. You, you know what? I'm guilty. I have to admit it. I'm one of those individuals. If you text me, I'll, I'll respond with nice or I'll respond with cool. Or this is my wife's very favorite text. Uh, don't tell her that I told you guys this. It's word. Let me tell you, those are fighting words with my wife. If I text her word back in a text, she is cussing me out in a holy way in her mind. But then sometimes I'll flower it up when I don't want to be very short or seem like I'm being crass. I'll say, that's cool. Or I'll say, that's dope. As if the that's adds anything to the text. Or I'll say, dang, that's dope. I'll add a little extra. Listen, I don't mean to purposely be short, but oftentimes the noise of other situations or other tasks get in the way of my response. Let me tell you, sometimes I don't even respond at all. Man, I don't know if you've ever texted somebody something that is so big and so powerful, something that you were so excited about, and then they just ghost you. You were just in the middle of a text thread, and everything was going good, but then you text them this last thing, and they just disappear. Listen, I am one of the culprits who does that. But listen, don't judge me, because in our relationship with God, many of us show up in this way. Many of us show up in this way in our relationship with God. We are terrible texters with God. Listen, God has given us an amazing text outlining the pathway to blessing and fulfillment in our lives and godly abundance, and we respond really nonchalantly like, nice. Or we respond by flowering it up and we just say, that's dope. And that's the posture of our heart when we are approaching God's word. And we wonder why our lives lack substance. We wonder why our lives seem half full. I think we need to check our response. Listen, to hear the voice of God, one has to not only be willing to listen, not only willing to receive the voice of God, But we have to be willing to respond in accordance with the voice of God. Why? Because the first lesson that we get to learn in this message is responding to God's voice is proof that we were listening. Responding to God's voice is proof that we were listening. Uh, There's a difference in hearing and listening. My wife tells my kids that all the time. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Listen, you can hear without listening, but you can't listen without hearing. Think about it, when we're talking with our kids, a lot of times we can hear them talking in the background, but we're really not listening to what they're saying, unless you're a super mom who listens to everything the kids say. They could be downstairs, outside, around the corner, and moms has a supernatural way of hearing kids' voices. Listen, as dads, we just kind of tune them out. Or sometimes we're engaged with our spouse, and our spouse is talking to us, and we hear them saying some words, but we're really not listening. Sometimes our boss comes in our office or they come into our area in our workplace and we hear them talking, but we're really not listening. Hey, let's let's bring it home a little bit. Our pastors, our pastors get on stage and they say a lot of things and we hear what our pastors say, but we're not really listening because responding is evidence that we've been listening. 
See, it's easy to hear, but it's really difficult to listen. Why? Because listening takes intentionality. It takes actually stopping. Remember in the first lesson uh, of this series, the first thing that we need to do if we want to hear the word of God is we've got to, or hear the voice of God is we've got to stop. We've got to quiet the noise all around us. And that's why listening is so difficult because it takes us actually having to stop and intentionally tune into the voice that we're hearing. Listening, but I'll tell you, is a choice. Listening is a choice. It has to be intentionally uh, observed by my whole being that I'm going to posture myself to listen to what this individual is saying. Hearing, though, is default. And many of us operate our lives out of autopilot. Can I give a big shout out to our RLC students, our Relevant Leadership College student? The entire ethos of Relevant Leadership College is life on purpose. It's getting out of the autopilot of our lives and deciding we're going to ride the bull by the horns. We're going to grab the bull by the horns. We are going to intentionally be in tune with what's going on in our lives, in our faith, in our families, in our work, in our being, so that we can live life on purpose. And listen, if you want to learn more about Relevant Leadership College. I want to invite you to go to relevantleadershipcollege.com. We are enrolling fall semester, so go ahead and apply today. RLC is the place to be, like we say it. So if you're a RLC graduate and you're in the chats, go ahead and say what's up. Or if you're watching and you are part of Team RLC, go ahead in the chats and, and give us some feedback. Listen, listening creates tension because now I have to do something. Let me ask you this. Imagine being in a relationship where someone neglects everything you say, but says that they heard you. Oftentimes we treat God like that. There's a verse in James 1.22. It says this, but be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word, deceiving yourselves. Let me tell you, you're not deceiving God. You're not deceiving your spouse. You're not deceiving your children. People know when you're just giving them lip service or you're just hearing them, but you're not actually listening. God knows your heart, and we say that all the time. And you know what? God knows the posture of your heart. So are you just a hearer of the word or are you a doer of the word? Because responding to God is proof that you've been listening. The second lesson that we can learn out of here is responding to God is evidence that you believe God's word. Let me tell you, some of us don't respond to God because we don't believe in him. Can I tell you, most churchgoers are deists. We believe in a sovereign creator, but do not ascribe authority over our lives over to him. See, deists believe that God created the heavens and the earth, but they see human reason as the sustainer of our existence. They don't ascribe authority uh, of their lives over to Jesus because many of us, we love the concept of faith in a benevolent creator, but deny his ability to know what's best for our lives. Think about a relationship between a teen and a parent. I've got a 17-year-old right now, and I'm so glad that our relationship is growing. But man, between about 15 and 17, man, we were butting heads a whole lot. Why? Because he thought he knew what was best for his life. Every time I'd say it's time for bed, it was, why do I have to go to bed? I'll be fine if I stay up because a teenager thinks they know what's best for their lives. 
You know, when he started driving, it was like, man, I want to be able to drive and I want to be able to go wherever I want to. You're just like, no, 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 no. Son, uh, you've got to be mindful of the steps that you're taking even while you're driving, even while you have this uh, authority. You don't have autonomy because you don't know what's best for your life right now. Teenagers think what's best for their lives. Can I be honest? Even some adults think they know what's best for their lives, even though the word of God tells them the exact opposite of where their beliefs stand. See, we don't believe that God knows what's best for our relationships. So we get in all types of relationships that feed our flesh, that feed our sexual desires, that feed our need for companionship, but do not feed the spiritual growth in our lives. We think uh, we know what's best for our finances, so we make all types of crazy uh, financial moves and not really submit those to God and then wonder why we're struggling to make ends meet or we're struggling to make things happen. Or maybe sometimes we chase money so much that we realize that we've got everything that we wanted, but yet our life still empty. Oftentimes we don't respond to God because we don't trust God. We worship in the idea of God. We, we worship a character of our own creation. So inevitably, we become idolaters. We become idolizers of this creation that we ascribe the name God, which is not really the true sovereign God. We become Christian deists. We show up to church each week. We sing the songs and, and we do one, some of the easy, acceptable faith practices. We pick and choose the commands we obey. We make a list of the commands we like and obey those while ignoring ones we think are unreasonable, difficult, or inconvenient for our lives. Hello, somebody. I'll attend church, but I'm not going to tithe. I'll read my Bible, but I won't honor God's command of sexual purity. I'll, I'll read the Bible. I'll pray, but I won't genuinely love those in the LGBTQ community who God calls us to love. And this is what Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you to? And God says words like this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Listen, responding to God is proof that we believe God. We believe that his ways are greater than our ways. We believe that God knows what's best for our lives. We believe that God, God's word can be trusted in season and out of season, in the high times and in the low times. Listen, the third lesson we can learn from here is responding to God's voice as an act of worship. See, when we, God speaks and we respond, it's no longer lip service. It's about submitting to his voice and denying ours. It's, it's about yielding our lives over to his ways and dying to our desires and our right to pursue what we want. See, for parents, one of the joys of parenting is are our children actually listening to us and obeying what we t tell them and advise them. It lets me know that my voice is valuable. It lets me know that my child thinks that my voice is, is helpful to their life. It's honoring. It, it, it encourages me to say, I, I can have a voice in my child's life, and uh, they'll respond accordingly because they know that I know what's best for them. 
Listen, if you're leading a team when everyone else is responding to your leadership and, and is honoring your role, it, it makes you feel good. It makes you know that, man, I, I, my voice is worth its salt with this team. It allows me to understand that uh, my team understands uh, the heartbeat and the vision of where we're going and what we're doing, and they know that I'm not just frivolously giving ideas or directives that mean nothing. But can I tell you, God is not a flawed, fallible leader like myself. He's not a flawed and fallible leader like your boss. God is the perfect creator and sustainer of your existence whose word carries hope and healing, but also carries grace and judgment and authority. And God's word is non-negotiable. It's not what we get to choose. We don't get to just flip the Bible and say, yeah, I'll take this, but I'm going to leave this. No, we take the whole scripture and we say, what has God said? Because God's word is breathed and because it's God breathed, it carries his very authority. See, to respond and obey God's voice is to attribute authority, respect, holiness, adoration, praise, and worship to God's word. That's why the psalmist writes this, teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I'll obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all of my heart. Listen, Jesus himself makes it very clear in John 14. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. See, responding to God's voice is a way of giving worship to God because it's about honoring God's voice above all others in your life. My wife talked about last week how we allow the gremlins in the mind to become the loudest voices that we hear. For some of us, we allow culture to become the loudest voices that we hear. For some of us, our political leaders become the loudest voices that we hear. And we begin to acknowledge and acquiesce to their voice more than the voice of God in our lives. That's why when we respond accordingly to God's voice, we are giving them honor and worship. Why? Because we are quieting all other voices and says, God, I just want to hear from you. See, doing whatever God says without reservation or hesitation is the greatest act of worship that we can give. The prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel shares this, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices? Well, he's like, what? Are these religious practices? What God desires? Oh, showing up to church and, and mindlessly going through the, the motions of reading our Bible, uh, but not really doing what God says. Is that what gives God glory? Is that what pleases God? He says, or is it your obedience to his voice? Listen, he says, I love that because this is the name of our series. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. He says, listen, you can do a thousand religious practices, but if you're not hearing God's voice in your life, it's meaningless. When you're responding to God's voice, your religious practices are not just form and functionality. They're worship, they're adoration, and they give honor to God. The last lesson that we can learn here is responding to God's voice will position you to keep hearing God's voice. Can I just be real? I ignore my kids a lot. 
Listen, my kids, I've got three boys in the house, so you know there's a lot of testosterone, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of fighting and bickering and arguing. I just ignore them. I ignore my kids a lot. And one of the reasons I ignore my kids is because they're constantly pestering me with questions that I've already answered. Hey, Dad, can we go to this place? And I'm like, no, son, we're not going to go today. But it's like, Dad, no, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Why can't we go? Why can't we go? And eventually, I just ignore them. I just stop listening to them. Or, hey, Dad, can we go to this one place? I'm like, yes, we're going to go on this date. And they're like, can we go sooner? Or when are we going to go? And are we really going to go? And we're just like, listen, I've already spoken. I'm not going to respond to you anymore. I don't know about you, but have you ever been asked a question and then you respond and then they act like they never heard you and they just keep pestering you or they start to ignore you and they get mad at you because they say that you're not responding to them because you've already answered, but you don't answer the way they want you to. Some of us don't hear God's voice clearly because he's done repeating himself. We're going back full circle to the beginning of this series. God has already spoken. And oftentimes we ask God to approve things in our lives that he's already spoken against. Oftentimes we ask God to give us an idea of which direction to take when he says, listen, it's less about the idea. It's it's about the heartbeat of why are you going? Are you going in honor with me? Because scripture tells us whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whether you go out or where you come in, are you doing it for the glory of God? See, neglecting the voice of God in one aspect will weaken our ability to hear him in other aspects of our lives. Uh, When we don't hear God, it tells more about our spiritual condition more than our attitudes towards his words. John 14, 27, Jesus says this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Listen, when you listen to the voice of God, it becomes familiar I know my son's voice. I know my father's voice. I know my mother's voice. I know my sister's voice. My wife talked about this last week. Why? Because I'm familiar with them, because I'm in relationship with them. I'm able to hear their voice amongst all the noise. And God says, listen, uh, if, if, if you are my sheep, you will hear my voice and you will hear it amidst all the noise that comes your way. All of the cultural pressure all of the political noise, all of the internal, all of the familial noise that comes and distracts you from hearing God's voice. And when you respond to it, you'll be entrusted with even more of his voice. It says this in Luke 28, it says, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Listen, obedience becomes the gateway to spiritual blessing. And the beauty about it is, is these spiritual blessings are not just for you, but they're for others as well, too. Because remember, God has called us to be conduits of his voice and his blessing to the world. See, God's voice in your life is for you, but it's not about you. God wants to use you to speak and and, and give encouragement and give blessing to people all around you, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family members. I want to challenge you to read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 14. This is a powerful text about the blessings and the promises that come from hearing God's voice. And let me tell you, if you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to listen to what God says 
and do what he says. If you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to listen to God and do what he says, even the hard things. And let me ask you, what's God inviting you into? What's God been saying to you that you've not been listening to? Listen to God and do what he says. I believe God is inviting some of us to respond in a couple of significant ways. Number one, God is inviting you to respond to the call of salvation of being renewed in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who went to the cross and died for your sins and gave his life in obedience to the voice of the Father so that you can find redemption, hope, and healing in his voice. You can find renewal. You can now come to the Father and be able to hear God's voice on your own in and through the name of Jesus Today, will you say yes to Jesus? Will you say, God, I hear you calling me home. I hear you inviting me to be part of your family. And I hear that call today. Maybe some of you guys are being called to take a step of faith in a faith practice. Maybe that you've been kind of avoiding. And one of those major faith practices is giving. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to automate the important. And one of the things that's important is hearing God's voice. And God says, hey, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. God invites us, commands us to respond in faith through giving. Hey, listen, if you have not been giving, I want to invite you to automate the important. Even the voice of God, just automate your response to the voice of God. Say, God, I don't want to leave room for error. So I'm going to set aside something every week, every couple of weeks, every month, and I'm going to automate it so that I can respond to this invitation to be a steward of the financial blessings that you've blessed me with. And can I tell you, when you listen to God and do what he says, it's going to prove that you've heard his voice. It's going to prove that you worship him. It's going to prove that you believe him. And it's going to open the door to more of his voice in your life. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for giving us this opportunity to just lean into your word. Speak to us continuously. Allow us to respond in faith. I pray for every single person who said yes to you, whether it's yes to salvation or yes to joining you at work through their finances. God, will you bless them and multiply their faith and their resources as they join you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.